You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Gabrielle Chippier. And she's the founder of 12 Strong Limited, and she helps creative professionals create a sustainable and profitable business that they love. She's had many clients and a ton of success, but a few of her well-known clients include T. Harv Eckerd, Canadian Western Bank, and Shell Canada. But we're going to learn a whole lot about, more about that today. Welcome to the show, Gabrielle. Hi. Thanks, Dennis, for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I'm excited because we're going to talk about something that's different then I think we've talked about for quite a while. I'm not sure if we've talked a whole lot about this. We're going to talk about how to create a referral engine and never spend a dollar on marketing, right? That's pretty cool because, and I know you've done that. We've talked about how that, this referral engine concept has has significantly helped you grow your business. And we're going to dive into that today. But before we do that, give us, you know, give us a short intro. Tell us a couple minute elevator story of kind of how you got here. You you're a self-proclaimed accidental creative entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about that and, um, and then we'll dig in. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I was a graphic designer and web developer for years and years. I worked for different agencies and different companies. And I got headhunted by Shell Canada when I was 24. And in order to work for them, I had to incorporate and become a company. Up until that point, I had absolutely no designs on becoming an entrepreneur. I didn't want to be a business owner. I just wanted to you know, make my cool projects and collect my paycheck. And when my contract with Shell Canada ended, I got pregnant with my first son. And so essentially, I realized that in order to spend time with him and to raise him and to not have to pay you know, absorbent amount of money for childcare, I would have to use the business that I had. So 10 years ago, I started working from home. Uh, I put up my shingle. I started offering graphic design and web design services and learned all of the hard lessons about owning a business along the way because I had absolutely no experience in that. And this kind of led me to about six years of just spinning my wheels. I just stagnated. I didn't really hear or see any growth. You know, I barely scraped by. And then about six years ago, I just had a big realization that I had to change some things. And so I started methodically applying some business advice and business learnings and adjusting and tweaking them for my own unique circumstances, you know, being a creative professional and not only running the business, but actually being the business and the product and doing the work. And I started seeing amazing growth. And one of the key factors in that growth was creating a referral engine for my business. And like you said before, I've never paid any amount of money in marketing or advertising. I've been a solely referral-based business ever since. And when I started focusing on that, I literally tripled my revenue in one year and have seen excellent growth ever since then, year over year. Love it. Okay, cool. So 
I love a person who I, I call it, they eat their own dog food, right? It's not, they don't just preach it. They don't just teach it. They don't just talk about it, but they actually, they're a practitioner. To me, that makes all the difference in the world. So you've actually put this strategy to work in your own business and seen significant results. And that's really what this podcast is all about, right? I don't want people pontificating on different ideas that they think might work. I want to talk about things that do work and have been proven to work. So I think the audience is going to get a lot of value out of this today. Before we dig into that, let's talk a little bit about your business. If you don't mind, give us a sense of scale. I mean, whether that be number of employees or percentage growth or revenue. I mean, is it a six-figure business, a seven-figure business? I'm trying to get a sense. Share whatever you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I run a six-figure business. I took it from low, low five figures to the, well, yeah, I tripled it in one year. So I went from about well, forty-five to $50,000 a year in revenue to 150000 the next year, just using some of these uh, concepts we're going to talk about today. Cool. And you've continued to grow it from there. I mean, our goal, what would be, you know, a goal, a two or three year goal for revenue? Is it a million, two million, five million, or are you looking to stay a little bit more boutique on the smaller side with lesser clients, but be able to spend more time? Yeah. And totally the latter for me. I've never really had designs on a million dollar business, but I do want to continue to do the work because I love doing the work. So I've never really had plans of creating an agency or growing really, really big. I've just wanted to create a super sustainable and profitable business for myself. Awesome. Okay, great. I love it. Much more of a lifestyle type business, but you still get to be able to do the things you love to do, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So, all right, let me dive in really quick. A couple questions before we dive into the into the referral engine concept, right? These are some questions that I've kind of just started asking recently as a part of these interviews because I wanted to mix it up a little bit. I've done 185 or 190 different interviews and obviously they need to evolve, right? So mm-hmm. here's a question. And this is kind of a, a tough one to start out with, but I think for you as a creative professional, you might be able to answer this even better than myself, right? What's one thing that you suck at that you would that would surprise most people? Right? Oh. Something that you're really bad at that most people would be surprised at? Advertising. <laughs> Advertising. Yeah, we were talking about that before, like paid ads and stuff like that. Yeah, it's one thing that it's a service and something that would complement what I do for my clients really well, but I've just I suck at it. <laughs> Probably because you just don't like it. I, I don't like it either. I don't like creating ads and doing all the analytics and doing all that. I mean, if I do that stuff, it's something that I definitely outsource. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree. All right. And if you have any superpower related to your business, what would it be? What's your superpower? What's that thing that you're really good at that you know, you're in the top, the top percentage of, of anybody in the world? What's that one thing? I would say the designs that I create, because I'm not only just a tech person, I do focus on the design. The designs I create are really beautiful. I mean, a lot of people think they have to sacrifice either having it work or having it look good, but I've been able to marry those and everybody just loves the way everything I create looks. So what do you mean by the design? Are you talking about graphic design? Are you talking about system design? Are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, the visuals, the graphic design. The graphic design. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. All right. Well, listen, thanks for playing along. I appreciate it. Those are just some some interesting and unique questions to get a little bit of insight into you. So do us a favor. The reason why you're here today, before we do that, let's talk really quick. You're also the author of a new book. I totally forgot to mention that. And that's my fault. A brand new book that just got released, right? It's called Secret Weapon. And I think people can get it on Amazon. Can you give us a, give us a quick one or two minutes on that book? Because I know it takes a little bit different 
a little bit different direction than just your straight business. You got some definitely some different insights based on your last decade plus of experience. Can you talk to us about that for a minute? Absolutely. Yeah. So Secret Weapon is the culmination of all the lessons that I've learned along the way running and growing my creative business. Because like I mentioned before, there's a lot of uh, business advice out there that is it's tweaked for a different type of business. And so when I was trying to grow my business, I had no idea what I was doing. And a lot of the stock business advice I just found didn't work for me. So once I kind of reached a point where I needed to grow, I needed to either change or, you know, go find a job. I started applying this business advice, but tweaking it and working it and being able to figure out what was different and how to directly apply it for what I was doing. And in the process, I learned all of these lessons. So I decided to bundle up all those lessons in one place and really help kind of the next generation of creative professionals, the ones who are kind of coming out and they're feeling like they have to compete with Fiverr and all of these freelance sites. And they're really having a hard time standing out. And really, they're at that cross point where they either have to give up and get an agency job or, you know, go find a different career because they're just frustrated. So I want to show them that there is another way and that you can become your client's secret weapon and build this business that, you know, supports the lifestyle that you want. Love it. Yeah. The book is called Secret Weapon. The subtitle is Attract the Best Clients, Charge What You're Worth, and Fall in Love with Your Work Again. So that's awesome. I mean, I would highly recommend anybody who's in that freelance or you know, type gig type economy where they're, you know, they're where they are trying to differentiate themselves like you have done to definitely check that out. So let's dive into this referral engine, right? Let's talk about how you were able to triple sales in one year using this referral engine strategy. Can you unpack that for us? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So up until that point in my business, I had been getting a lot of referrals. I was pretty much referral based, but it was all kind of on accident. You know, I never really did anything on purpose in order to get these referrals. And I realized that the clients that I was getting via referral were the best clients that I had. So they were already pre-warmed up. I didn't have to convince them that I was, you know, the one that they wanted to work with. They had already gotten a glowing approval from someone else. And so therefore, selling them became so much more easier. And so I decided to really do that on purpose. So there's really this thing when it comes to referrals, you have to kind of wait for all of these magical situations to line up in order to get one. You have to have a client who knows that you want referrals, have a client who is talking to someone who needs you right in that moment. And they also have to remember to refer you in that time. So there's all of these like magical situations that has to align. But when you're constantly reminding people that you're open to referrals and you have these kind of processes and steps in place to support that, you get more of them and they become more consistent and you really shift into getting them on purpose. I guess the first step here is to just be intentional about your referrals. Because I think for a lot of people, whether that be salespeople or whether that be freelancers or whoever it is, right? Entrepreneurs in general, like you said, I don't think that people are very intentional about asking for referrals because they don't want to seem pushy. They don't want to seem too salesy. They don't, or they just forget, or who knows, maybe they're just knuckleheads and they like to cold call a lot. I don't know. But yeah, I think being intentional is one of the, obviously the first, most logical first steps, right? Just defining it and being more intentional. Where do we go from there? I mean, now that we understand that we're going to be more intentional about it, what would be some steps that we could take to try to make sure, or to try to, you know, replicate what you were able to do. Because by being intentional, there's a little bit more to it, I think. Pull back the hood a little bit for us. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So there's three parts of what I call the referral engine. And you touched a little bit about the first part here. And part one is really the ask. I mean, we get caught up on asking referrals because like you said, we don't want to feel pushy. We don't want to feel salesy. You know, we don't want to feel desperate, but we need to kind of shift your perspective. And I remember when I was first starting out and I had accidentally sent a whole bunch of emails to a bunch of clients and automation gone wrong. And one of my clients is the sales manager at a dealership here in the city. And he immediately called me up because I sent an email and apologized. And he immediately called me up and he said, Gabby, don't you ever apologize for following up with someone? And that was when it really clicked. I was like, okay, well, I have to shift my own perspective on this. So I really started thinking about, okay, well, I'm kind of doing my clients a favor, right? I'm kind of giving them that go-to person, that secret weapon that they can make themselves feel more knowledgeable and like they have connections and they're raising their prestige by having someone that they can always recommend. Because when you think about it, how do you feel when someone has a problem, they post on Facebook, hey, I'm looking for X and you're like, oh, I have the perfect person for you. You know, that kind of makes you feel good, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're kind of doing them a favor. And that's just like a simple mindset shift. And then, then it comes down to implementing it. So it means asking and reminding them as often as possible. So you ask them for referrals when you first start a project. You ask them for a referral after you deliver results and you know, some, they're really happy with it. You also ask for a referral after a project finishes up. And then two weeks after that. And then four weeks after that. And you're just constantly reinforcing that you're open for business and you're inviting new referrals and just this constant repetition. I mean, everybody knows that you need to be exposed to something several times in order for it to really sink in. The more you ask, the more you're increasing your chances of getting those referrals. Yeah. The rule is seven, right? I mean, you got to, somebody has to hear something multiple times before, typically before they're going to act on it. And I think that's whether they're going to buy a product or service. And I think that you're probably right. It probably applies to referrals as well. Because again, it's not top of mind. It's not their number one thought process. So the timing has to be right. Like you said, they have number one, they have to know you're looking for referrals. Number two, they have to be, you know, talking to someone that maybe that might be a good referral. You know, there's a whole bunch of variables that need to line up there. So by reminding them regularly, you know, you're definitely going to increase the odds of scoring. But here's my question. How do you go about continually asking them over the course that you just talked about, like maybe when you first start a project, when you deliver a project and they're happy, you know, a few weeks later, a few weeks later, is that done by phone? Is that done by email? Is that done through a combination? I mean, what have you found to be the best strategy for following up and reminding? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always used email. So the prime method that I communicate with my clients is by email or messenger. So I'll just pop it in. Hey, you know, I just wanted to know if you could think of anybody that you've been working with that maybe would be a good fit for me. Or, hey, do you know of anybody else who's working on a project like this that you can maybe introduce me to? Just simple little, you know, conversational pieces. You're not like, give me the referral now. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Just dropping it in, right? Perfect. Okay, good. All right. So you use email and messenger. Different people will use different strategies, but just a quick reminder of, like you said, can go a long ways. Again, not being pushy, not trying to be that overly salesy person, but just a quick ask. Okay, great. So now that you're asking, what are the next steps? Because I think that's obviously a critical component, but there's got to be more to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So the second part of it is an incentive. Now, most referral and affiliate programs have you know, a set incentive to them. So you got to give them something for referring you. And I mean, 
everybody's got that what's in it for me. So when you can sweeten the pot a little bit, it makes it a little bit more of a no-brainer for them because they're getting a direct reward from referring you. Now, the key though, is to make it applicable to what you do in your business. So I know a lot of people will be like, well, I'll just give them an iPad or I'll give them you know, a, an iTunes gift card or something like that. And that's just kind of stuff. Like People can't really connect you to some random product. But when you make it related to your business, then it ties back into the work that you do. So this could be either like a percentage off of your next project. It could be free services. It could be free upgrades for what you're offering them. My favorite referral was 50% off their next project. And once they got to five or 10 referrals, then I would give them free maintenance on their sales funnels for life. And that was with your graphic design business. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So you were tying the incentive directly back to your product services and what you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this not only gives them a reward for it, but it also incentivizes them to come back and work with you more. So you get more repeat business. Right. And nice. I like it. Okay. Awesome. All right. What else? Where do we go from there? So we've got, obviously you got to be intentional. Second of all, you have to ask and you have to follow up. Third, creating some sort of incentive that ties back to your business. Anything else? Yeah. And the last part is just tracking it, making sure that you know where your referrals are coming from. So, and this is also ties into the incentive. So you don't know how you can give someone, if someone has earned an incentive, if you don't know if they've referred people to you. So I remember at one point in my business, a lady said, well, we were just having like a discovery call. And she said, oh yeah, well, one of your clients referred me. I said, oh, well, which client was that? And she said, oh, her name is Carol. And I realized at that point that my client, Carol, had referred like 10 clients to me that year. And I hadn't done anything to you know, pay her back, to reward her, right? Because she obviously gave me a huge amount of business. So that's when I realized that I had to start tracking things so that I could then offer those rewards and offer those incentives and be able to really you know, love on those clients that give me the most referrals so that they would continue to do so. And I mean, this could be as simple as creating a Google spreadsheet where you're tracking it. I know there's lots of other tools and programs and platforms out there that you could probably use, but really it's being able to measure the effectiveness of your referral program as well. So what tools do you use? I mean, do you use just a simple Google sheet? Do you have some sort of a SaaS product that you use or an app? I mean, what do you do? Mm -hmm. No, I've always just used the simplest way, which is just a Google sheet. So anytime somebody gives you a referral, anytime somebody calls you or contacts you, says they were a referral, you just get the name, you mark it down next to that client. And then that becomes kind of a, a tracking component for how many referrals that person's given you. And then at that point, you follow up and deliver the incentive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Anything else you want to talk about as it relates to this referral engine? I mean, I know... What I like about this, before we go forward, what I like about this, Gabrielle, is it's simple, right? Sometimes the it simplest is. concepts are the most powerful. The hard part is getting people to execute, right? And to get them to do it consistently. You know, people will ask for a referral occasionally, or maybe after they hear this podcast, they're going to ask for some referrals. And then a week or two or three or four later, they stop, right? So I think the simplistic nature of how you went about doing it makes a ton of sense. Anything else you want to add as it relates to how, why you've had long-term success and why you've had such significant success? I mean, you, you tripled your business. I mean, is there anything else you'd like to add that might help the audience? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that really helps me is when I create goals and projects out of my own like business workings. So what I did was I sat down and I said, I wanted to get five new referrals that month. And that was my referral goal. And I just kept working it because once you have a goal and you can break that down into a project, you can break that project down into tasks, and then you can execute on those tasks. So I would just consistently follow up with my clients and that goal setting and just keeping it as part of a measurable part of my marketing in my business was a big way that I saw success. And then that way, you're, you're not falling off the bandwagon. You're not kind of petering out. You keep consistent with it because it remains one of the goals in your business. So defining a goal, whether that be a weekly or a monthly, probably more like a monthly type of goal, and then tracking against that, right? And you know, if, you, if your goal is to get five referrals this month and you only got one, well, then you know you probably didn't do what you were supposed to do. And then you got to change your strategy a little bit, maybe ask a little bit more off or, or change the incentive a little bit or, you know, or whatever number of different changes you can make. But yeah, I think measuring is probably the, one of the simplest ways, right? I mean, you're going to know whether you're doing what you're supposed to do and things that measure matter and the things that me- you measure are also going to improve over time, right? So if you don't measure it, then chances are it's just going to disappear from your thought process. So no, that's perfect. I love it. Awesome. All right. So anything else you want to add before we move into the last couple of questions and then we'll wrap it up for today? No, every, I mean, really, this has been instrumental in my business because when I was starting out, I had no money for advertising. I had no money for marketing. So doing something, and like you said, the simplest things are often the most powerful. This is something that you can easily do. All it takes is a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, and a little bit of uh, getting over yourself. And you can see some pretty great results with it. Yeah. The great part is you have money for advertising now and you still don't advertise. You're really focused still on referrals because it works. So, I mean, that says a lot. So here's the last couple of questions before we go. What's one growth tool or software that you use to help grow your business? Some technology tool or software. I am the biggest Zapier fangirl. And some people call it Zapier. I call it Zapier. Zapier really is the backbone of almost everything that I create because it allows me to connect everything to everything else and not have to worry about native integrations. Love it. Perfect. And what would be one book that you'd recommend to my audience besides yours, of course? I mean, we're going to tell everybody how they can get your book, The Secret Weapon. But what about what would be one book that you would recommend outside of yours? I really enjoyed Company of One by Paul Jarvis. It's a really a fantastic look about how you don't have to grow into a huge business in order to be really successful and profitable. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, Gabrielle, let everybody know how they can get a copy of your book, connect with you, learn more about what you're doing. And then we'll wrap it up for today. Absolutely. Yeah. The book is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback format. And I also have a free audiobook version of it. So if you go to gabriellechipier.com slash SW audiobook, you can download a free audiobook copy of it. Perfect. Well, listen, I'll make sure that I include the links to Amazon as well as the links to the free audiobook in the show notes. So anybody who's interested in that, check the show notes. And uh, listen, I really appreciate you being here. Congrats on all your success. Congrats on the book. And uh, I'm sure we'll get a chance to chat again soon. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dennis. I had just such a great time today. Thanks, Gabrielle. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.